Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! You can't always get what you want, unless what you want is a Rolling Stones documentary directed by Martin Scorsese. Hello, my name is Eric Halloween. My Wait, name. hold on. Well, what? I forgot to say the name of the uh, the podcast. This is Little Marty. My name is Eric Halloween. Hello. <laughs> my name is Jeremy the Butcher. Yeah, if you start listening to this podcast and you don't know what podcast you're listening to hey buddy uh, it's time for you to go to bed you have yeah. been up for too long you're delirious go to bed yeah you're delirious like uh who's who's the comedian that has eddie del- murphy eddie murphy yeah, yeah you're, you're delirious you, like him you might as well be eddie murphy because you're delirious right now sure <laughs> you know what let's redo the whole intro yeah. and just like get that now that we have that joke ironed out, yeah. nice and nice and clean. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um Jeremy, you know, this is uh, this is an episode. So we are going uh I we're not even going chronologically at this point. We're just what we're doing here is this is a podcast about Adam Sandler and also Martin Scorsese. Um Sure. Sure. We it is. are going through the Sandlers chronologically. And Scorsese, we're we're improvising a little now. We kind of jumped around a little bit. We're going back. We're doing some of the you know some of the documentary stuff. Um, today we're talking about Shine a Light, and uh, you know once we're once we do all the uh, directorial uh, feature films, we're gonna cover what you're really here for, which is the uh, Scorsese uh, acting. Filmography. Yes, you were which, here for Shark Tale. We knew you were. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so buckle, buckle down. But Jeremy, this is a uh, this is one of my favorite kinds of episodes of the Scorseses. Is uh, an episode where it's really just an excuse for us to like talk about a good band for a while. Right. Yeah. I I, I love this because we. I think we both sort of silently agreed. This doesn't like it's not appropriate to like read through a Wikipedia plot synopsis of like a <laughs> documentary really like it yeah. it makes more sense to just talk about our favorite parts and I want to get in the history of the band with you a little bit like you know in in terms of when you discovered them and your feelings about the Stones the Stones are really interesting I mean am I saying something controversial here I don't think so uh they are really fun, really interesting band to talk about. Um, so yeah, this is a really fun. This is gonna be a fun episode. I'm really excited to do it alongside you, because I know you to be a bit of a rock and roller yourself, Eric. Oh yeah, my dude. Oh yeah, I'm putting on uh, the vinyl records, and I'm shaking. Uh, I do like the Elvis thing, where I like. Sh- doesn't he like shimmy around one leg? Sure. Sort of like, you know wiggle his torso around his shoulders around yeah you won't find me caught dead saying he doesn't do that (laughs) all right good 
Um, yeah, no, I, I like to rock Jeremy and I, you know, I, I, I like classic rock. Classic rock, I think is a, is a genre that it almost sounds derogatory. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Cause there's like so old. much bad stuff, uh, encapsulated in that. Like you say classic rock and people might think you're talking about like, uh, I don't know, like Rod, Motley Crue. Right. Or, or Rod something. Stewart or something like, uh, well, there's. There's like four good Rod Stewart songs. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just like classic rock. Some maybe even gets conflated with like easy listening or something. That's more what I was talking about. Yeah, like not not. Right. I don't even think Rod Motley Crue is that is bad. There's some. The Eagles. The Eagles is a good example. Yeah, and even they are have good. To, you know what I mean? Like, but I get what you're saying. It's like classic rock can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Not all of it, maybe. Uh, screams like cool. Some of it screams like, uh, you know, maybe like like soft or lame. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, it, the, neither of those words would uh, describe the Rolling Stones, and uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, Mick and Keith mm-hmm. and uh, Charlie, perhaps Charlie maybe Ronnie and Ronnie, but uh, and. I'm forgetting a Christina. bass player, aren't I? Uh, you know, Christina, Christina and Jack. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> and uh, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, we're going to do that. But real quick, Jeremy, we uh, fill the listeners in on the Patreon that uh, they would be foolish not to sign up for. You would be a complete freaking idiot if you didn't sign up for our patreon patreon.com slash eric and jeremy this patreon is where we cover all of our supplemental materials that we don't cover here on the main feed um a lot of it's like relegated to like bonus episodes about stuff we're already covering so like you know uh, we're covering the Sandman, which has sort of led us to cover some of the Kevin James stuff that was also Happy Madison produced, like the Paul Blart movies. Um, we really just kind of go with the flow over there. Our patrons are basically we're at the mercy of them. You know, mm-hmm. we uh, we do what they say. We love our patrons. Come join the fun. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We'll be right back. And we're back with uh, <laughs> Little Marty. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are, uh, we're talking about the Stones. We're talking about Shine a Light. Uh, Jeremy, open my eyes to the uh, the first, well, maybe not the first time. You might not remember, but uh, what, what, how'd you get into the Stones? Oh, well, um, how did I get into the Stones? The Stones have been around i think for as long as i like i like my i kind of don't have a memory before learning about the rolling stones uh i definitely haven't didn't always know a lot about them or you know maybe get into them super hard but my parents were classic rock fans so mm, i was nice. a house that listened to led zeppelin and the beatles and acdc and the stones and uh, the Stones was sort of my mom really loved them, and so she kind of she kind of um, played them a lot, and we dance around, you know, listening, you know, 
like uh, not unlike a Mick Jagger would dance around, Eric. Uh, uh, yeah, great. Are you doing like a Lauren yeah, Michaels a little voice? Bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Pretty it, good. Anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, listened to it my whole life. Then in um, college, fell off, rediscovered them after college, got into them a lot harder. And then I feel like it was not, it was like last year, I started really getting into not just the Stones as a band who makes great music, but th- them as people individually, like... Like, I got kind of obsessed with watching them in their youth. Like, in, in the same way you might be obsessed with watching clips of Bob Dylan giving interviews back in the 60s. You know, just like, it was just like amazing to me suddenly that these guys were so young. And the most famous people on the planet, probably. Like, uh, along with, you know, the Beatles and a handful of others. Like, Mick Jagger is probably one of the most famous people. He's like a god to 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 some. And you know, watching the documentary Gimme Shelter, seeing them face with adversity, drama in that a death at one of their concerts. Just I just got really really into um not not really humanizing them, but studying them like, oh, this is what the most famous person in the world acts like (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah this is how he walks around this is what they think about this is kind of how they talk to one another like but again they're kids at the time which is crazy to me to think about a 21 22 year old mick jagger just couldn't be more famous there couldn't be a more famous person anyway that's my stones story to this day they get compared to the Beatles a lot, I think, because the Beatles and them were always sort of maybe neck and neck for who's more famous or something, who's a bigger band. And, uh, you know, the Be- the Beatles are, like, legit the greatest band. I think what I like about the Stones, though, is that they're they're imperfect, you know? Like, they're not as good oh, yeah. uh, as of musicians as the Beatles, really. They're more punk rock. They have a more punk rock, laissez-faire attitude. Keith Richards is basically a cartoon character come to life. Like he's very, you know, they're, they're very, um, they, they're so cool. It doesn't really matter what they're doing on stage in some, in some kind of way. Anyway, that's a little waxing poetic, but, uh, what about you, Eric? What's your history with the stones? Uh, you know, got, I mentioned this on the, uh, you know, the George Harrison documentary and, uh, Bob Dylan, but, I, I sort of like it all kind of started with Dylan and the Beatles and uh I really liked those two things and it just kind of like you just naturally like branch out to the stones pretty quickly uh when you're into that stuff. And uh I remember Forty Licks, which was like a uh a two disc like best of of the Rolling Stones. My cousin had it and um it's crazy. Like, I'm looking at the track list right now, and it's crazy how, like, Street Fighting Man, Gibby Shelter, Can't Get No Satisfaction, like, all of these songs that have just, like, transcended even being, like, a hit. You know what I mean? Like, they're just... They're just bigger than, like... Some of their songs are, like, bigger than than them. It's, it's kind of crazy. But, uh, yeah, I kind of have gone through little phases over the years... Uh, Sympathy for the Devil has always been a favorite of mine. That right. whole album, uh, right. Beggar's Banquet, is probably my favorite. Uh, 
Um, in my early 20s, Jeremy, I was, uh, if you would have asked me what my favorite song of all time was, I would have told you Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones. Ooh, that's a smooth jam. The way those two guitars are noodling around together, man, good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I love the Stones. Got to, uh, finally see them last year at the, uh. What the hell is it called? It's whatever that stadium is in uh, Minneapolis. I, I went with my buddy who uh, probably either he introduced me to the Stones when we were kids or vice versa, and uh, it was great. It was great, my dude. I mean, it was one of those things where you're kind of like just grateful for the opportunity to see them. I will say they're pretty old. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. So you're watching, like, they're, they're, they're pretty old in this documentary, and they're, like, firing on all cylinders. They were still yeah. doing that when I saw them last year, like, probably giving it just as much uh, energy. Right. But at a certain point, you know what I mean, you're, like, 80 years old. Right, yeah. I mean, now it's sort of, you know, you watch them for a different reason, I think, today. Like, I yeah. saw Dylan back in like 06 and he was like a hundred years old then <laughs> you know yeah and like he couldn't stand up for the whole show and like it was just like uh you know i i wasn't watching the dylan i loved i was watching more of a version of bob dylan that i could sort of appreciate as being the guy i loved my whole life and um and I, Willie Nelson was actually on that show as well, and I got lucky with him. He was still cooking with gas pretty good and was able to stand and yeah. sing all of his tunes very recognizably. Dylan kind of growled a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you, you watch Shine a Light, which is crazy that this this is 06. No, 08, sorry. And so I'm 21 years old when this comes out. Um, just turned 21. Might have been 20 the time uh saw it in imax uh de but definitely was like oh wow i i remember thinking this might be their last tour <laughs> you, oh you did see this in imax i did yeah, yeah. hell yeah dude yeah um but yeah i just remember thinking like oh they're so old this is probably their last thing they'll ever do <laughs> and then uh here nope. we here we are you know 10 10 15 years later there's they, you know you just saw them when a band gets to be that old, would you rather they um, continue touring and just kind of play their very large repertoire of songs, or would you rather them do that but also like try and continue to put out new stuff? Um, I don't need them to write new stuff unless they're yeah. unless they're Agreed. doing it with. Some sort of intention. Like, there was this um, Allison Krauss, Robert Plant record that I think yeah. they did a couple yeah. records together. That's cool. I like that, where it's like, oh, this is like a fun project for... And I feel like that's a way to kind of stay relevant a little bit. Like, if Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga want to get together and, like, do a record, like, that's, that's cool. But what I'd rather see is I'd rather go to a concert and see them do some of their hits, but then some of their like deep material, maybe stuff right. that they've never played live or something. Like 
uh, just to get a chance to catch some of that stuff. You know, sure, and they do that in this. Yeah, There's they a couple do. songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a really great. I think this is a really great swath of uh, of good of good stuff in here. Um, well, a little bit of background yeah. on the uh, the film. So, filmed at the Beacon Theater, October 29th, November first, two thousand six. But the uh, the footage that we see is only from that November first show. Yeah. Uh, music recorded by Bob Clearmountain. First of all, awesome name. Second yeah. of all, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, Jeremy, go to the Wikipedia page of Bob Clearmountain and, and tell me what you see in his, in his picture. Yeah. This guy is, he looks like he's my dad's age, so uh-huh. 60, and he's wearing a ara- all black clothes eraser head t-shirt that says, where your nightmares end. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Great stuff. Awesome stuff. Great stuff. And he, he, he's, he's a bit of a, a legend. Uh, he has mixed albums by David Bowie, Paul McCartney, The Pretenders, The Who. Um, performance benefited the Clinton Foundation, a uh, charity by Bill Clinton, who gave a short speech at the uh, 29th performance. I didn't realize, I had never seen this, so I, I didn't anticipate this. So when I'm seeing Bob or Bill Clinton... In the first ten minutes of a Rolling Stones uh, documentary, right. I was. Uh, you were confused. surprised, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, when I first saw him, I was like, man, Scorsese's looking a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny though how like we we see uh, you know like Bill Clinton sort of like greets meet they meet he meets the band and like. I, it's probably just the way that it's cut, but it seems like so quickly Mick Jagger is just like, yeah, yeah, okay, so like, what are we doing for the show? Like, he just he totally ignores the fact that he's standing next to uh, the former uh, president. Right, Funny. yeah, right, yeah. Um, <laughs> postponed initially yeah. due to Mick Jagger's throat problems from an illness. How do you think Jagger sounds in this? Fine, great, actually. I think he sounds good too. Yeah, I don't think I don't I no really no notes in terms of the performance here. Everyone looks great and is doing great and this is we're kind of seeing them in a way that we've never seen them before like this personal, this up close, you know? Like uh Scorsese's got cameras like freaking everywhere on this show. Like most shots have another camera person in the shot. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so many cameras, so we get to see... We're, we're right on stage with them. I mean, uh, freaking... Uh, the drummer has a gosh dang camera on his drum set, aiming at him. <laughs> like, we get close-ups yeah. of his face. He looks into camera a lot and just goes like... Here we go again, you know. Right. You you never see the drummer. Like the the shot of a drummer in a, a documentary like this or a concert uh footage is usually like behind a bunch of cymbals and stuff. Right, right. You can like kind of see their head bobbing around. Yeah. Yeah. Rest Jeremy, in peace uh, by the way. Charlie Watts, rest in peace. Yeah. Wait, he uh, when he died recently, last didn't year, he? Last year. Yeah. yeah. Sad. Um I like that when he when they bring him out. Uh, when Mick Jagger brings him out and mm-hmm. tells him to say something, and he's just like, he speaks. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, did you happen to spot Bruce Willis wearing a yellow hat in the crowd? I didn't. Is he there? Me neither. But apparently he is. So is uh, Benicio Del Toro. Del Toro. Oh, great. Yeah, that's not great. Not together, and Benicio's not wearing a yellow hat. For they my, they for weren't my hanging out? Okay, yeah. Oh, wow, so. yeah. I just went to the trivia section of uh, IMDb, <laughs> and that's the first thing. <laughs> yeah. There are some interesting things in here, though. Uh, Jagger originally pitched the idea of the sh- shooting the film on a beach in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, fun. Um, Scorsese thought about it and even considered it uh, shooting the film in IMAX 3D uh, before deciding to shoot the film in the more intimate Beacon Theater. According to Scorsese, this setting was closer to his sensibilities. Yeah, I mean, I 3D I was what it was hot at the time, right? Avatar comes out the next year, I think. Uh, yeah, so. Um, as Keith Richards sings, You Got the Silver, he wears a trench coat with a pirate pin on the collar. Uh, this is a gift from working on Pirates of the Caribbean at the world's end. Yeah. Uh, that whole, okay, so... <laughs> This was a cool, this used to be sort of a cool factoid about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies that I think is retroactively actually not been cool, and I kind of, like, hate it. (laughs) But, like, the idea that Johnny Depp got his whole performance from just studying Keith Richards, like, it kind of makes Keith Richards less cool in some ways. I'm, like, kind of wish I could just forget about the whole Johnny Depp Keith (laughs) Richards thing. Like, because I love Keith Richards, and don't care about those pirate of the Caribbean movies at all. So, I mean, yeah. Keith Richards is cooler it's, than Johnny Depp's portrayal of Captain Jack Sparrow. That's all. That's my take. I, I, I can't imagine anyone would disagree with you. <laughs> but, but I guess there's probably people out there. Yes. The Mordecai um, heads are going to come for me. Yeah, man. I forgot about those weirdos. Uh, I love Keith Richards. I forgot to mention that one of my favorite books I've ever read is Keith Richards. I think it's just called Life. It's his autobiography. Oh, cool. And um, hold on. I'm confirming that it's... uh, Yeah, I believe it's it's a memoir, which I think is a... Same thing as an autobiography. Anyway, um... (laughs) It's like 600 pages. It's one of these things that I pick up like when I have like a half hour to kill or something and I want to read something uh, that I know I'll really enjoy. I'll just pick it up and flip to a, chap- a chapter. It's, it's insane. I mean, this guy, like the stories about recording in a mansion, uh, like Exile on Main Street in like the basement of this mansion, uh, He's he's awake for like fifteen days straight. Right. Yeah. On like <laughs> the most dangerous <laughs> drugs uh, known to man at the time. Um, it's crazy, and he jokes about it too in the film. He, I think he joked about it too when we when I saw him last year. Just the fact that he's alive is ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's. It's not just that he's alive. It's that he's like older than most people live. <laughs> yeah. Like that's. Yeah. That's what's crazy, you know? The guy's seen so much, you know? He Yeah, he's seen so much in his life. He's 78 years old, for Pete's sake. 
For Keith's sake. For Keith's sake. Jagger's 79. Yeah. Um, interesting. Wait, I, right. I, as much as I love the Rolling Stones, I like, I've probably read about it before or watched a documentary or something. I know very little about like the behind the scenes stuff. Besides the Keith Richards, um, you know, there's a lot of like little like anecdotes and things you hear about um, when you're a Stones fan, but you're you're, uh, bringing to my attention that I have a big blind spot for like the backstory behind it all, you know? I'm kind of interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. To get into it. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to... Take a couple hours here. I'm uh, going to head to the library. Uh, I'm going to go to the R section. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Anyway. Perfect. Um, well, I guess let's get into the... Uh, the it, it appears that the set list is on the Wikipedia. Um, so maybe that'd be a good... Or you know what? Why don't we just talk about whatever? Yeah. What would you like about the this set, movie? The set list... So one... I, I I think I do think this is a funny thing. We should talk about it, but uh, Jagger jokes that Shine a Light may be the only Scorsese film that does not include Gimme Shelter, which <laughs> is uh, I I it's a funny joke. I, I not not to start on a down note. I do wish they played Gimme Shelter in this. Like, yeah, that would have been pretty rad the idea that scorsese after using it 45 times in almost <laughs> every movie like i think even kundun starts with gimme shelter kidding it doesn't um it uh it would have been cool to see scorsese directing uh the stones performance of gimme shelter i mean that feels like they left something on the table there a little bit but uh you know it's well, the rest of it's so great, and we'll get into all the positives about it, but I, what's your feelings on not playing Gimme Shelter? I didn't even think about that, um, and I, I can't decide if I think it's kind of funny that they didn't play it or if I wish that they did play it. I, I, I'm leaning towards I kind of wish that they did play it, but uh, right. I don't know. It's interesting. Like I really want to see more of the behind the scenes footage of uh the days leading up to these shows because it's pretty clear uh from the beginning that Scorsese is like left out of the loop on right. a lot of things and uh maybe that's because like Mick Jagger and uh some other people also like don't know what they're doing like they're they're changing their mind on things mm-hmm. uh, Scorsese doesn't even have a set list to work off of um yeah, I mean, I can't imagine like winging it with something like this. I and I wonder, I wonder how much of that first the concert the night before, how much of these uh, songs are repeated. Right. You mean in um, other shows that they did? Yeah. No. Well, because they because they did the two shows. Scorsese yeah. record filmed the two shows. And we only see footage from the November first show. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, they probably if did maybe, different set lists, right? I don't know. 
I, I would think they would because I why would you play the same set list twice? I mean, that doesn't seem... Maybe do it a couple times, but didn't they play like 29 shows or something? Didn't they do like a ton of shows? Probably something like that. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, no, it's on curious. October 29th. <laughs> October, yeah, There's October 29th. Shows. Yeah. Uh, it does look like they... Uh, they played a lot of the same stuff, but also a lot of other stuff, too. Right. Um, I like that they're... Okay, so uh, another thing about this is um, I like that there are guest performers that come out. That definitely makes the whole event feel more lively. Uh, Me too. Yeah. Who was your favorite? Um, Probably Jack White, because I like this era of Jack White. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, man, I think they're all really good. Even like Christina Aguilera, I was kind of like, you know what? That kind of kicks ass. Like she's yeah. so, her voice is perfect for like the, you know, the the background singing in Exile on Main Street yeah. style of like very soulful singing. I don't know. Which one's your favorite? I love Christina. I love Jack. I do think Buddy Guy might be my favorite. Um... Just because he's like wild, you know, yeah. like he comes out with that growling sort of mon- he's like a monster or something, and he's so and his guitar playing is so wild and and then at the end, Richards gives him his guitar, yeah, which is an old blues tradition, um pretty badass. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some good. Um, there's that moment where like Keith Richards is just like grinning ear to ear and sort of like pops up in front of uh, in front of them, and they're kind of playing to each other a little bit. Um, yeah, buddy. But you could tell Keith Ri- Keith Richards is also like giving hi- giving this legend like the respect of like not you know not overplaying or like giving him, you know, his, his time and, and it's cool. The, I also didn't realize that like Mick Jagger is actually pretty good at the harmonica. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know that I knew he was playing like on the records that, that that's him playing harmonica. That's, that is, it's really cool. Wait, there's a quote here from Charlie Watson is pretty funny. I want to read this from the Wikipedia. It says the first. Uh, mo- it says the performances. Most of the performances footage were culled from the second night of filming. It says the first night we had Bill Clinton there. Charlie Watts recalled. I don't know why the Clinton bits in the movie that was a bit dull, <laughs> because they weren't really <laughs> rock and roll people. But Mick was on fire. You can tell in the third song when Lisa Fisher, the singer, does a shimmy with him. You see the look on her face. He dances like Fred Astaire going backwards. It's pretty cool. It's wow. also pretty cool that they seem to like each other too after all these years yeah yeah it seems like it which is good it's good to see um yeah i the weird thing about like showing clinton in the first uh part of this before the concert is uh i kept thinking about like bill clinton is is in the audience i know this concert yeah i just kept thinking about how he was one of the names on uh jeffrey epstein's flight logs (laughs) kidding kidding 
I wasn't thinking that in 2008. I was thinking that in 2023, 22. Yeah, if you were thinking that in 2008, you... Uh, I probably was on the flight logs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what about... I mean, let's just get to it, Jeremy. What, which of these... What, which of these performances, which songs stand out to you? I, I think the opening is great. I'm a sucker for a great opening. Jumpin' Jack Flash, opening up that way is absolutely incredible. Incredible song. I, I actually think my favorite Stone song is Sympathy for the Devil. Like, so watching that performance was just amazing. Um... So I'd say it was a tie between those two, Jumpin' Jack Flash and uh, Sympathy for the Devil. I uh, Here's a controversial take. Well, actually, let me hear what yours w- are first before I say this. <laughs> um, probably Lovin' Cup with Jack White. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm, the one thing that I'm kind of bummed about is... Shine a Light is like one of my favorite Stone songs. Right. And I would have loved to be able to see the the performance of it. Yeah. Um we get it over the over the credits. Over the credits. And then I will say uh I think I'd have to gr- agree with Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah, that's great. Uh yeah. what is your feeling about I can't get no satisfaction these days? Like, what does it mean? No, 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 no. Like, what's your take on it? Like, uh, like, are you... I, I guess I, why I ask is because I don't... If I had never heard that song again, I think I'd be okay. Like, it's just not... I get it. It kind it of... It was a big yeah. deal, but I, I, I think it's just so... It's almost like the song Let It Be or something, where I'm just like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I've heard it. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm cool with hearing it like once, like every once in a while. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. Like I kind of like the, the drumming in it and the, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's definitely not my favorite Stone song. I'll say that. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. Like if it, if I never heard it again for the rest of my life, I wouldn't at the end of my life be thinking like, Hey, how come I didn't hear, (laughs) I can't get no satisfaction in the last Again. Uh, yeah. 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 But it's also one of those songs that's like uh ascended from just being like a Rolling Stone song where it's like played at like NBA games and stuff. You know? And I think that's <coughs> part of my um just aversion to it or or me just being like, okay, what's next about it? You know, where I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get no satisfaction. It's also such a simple song, which is part of the charm of it, but also, like, it just repeats, repeats. I don't know why I'm trying to take down this song right now. It, I, it, it's fine. I just, like, I, they, play, they play it last. So I'm kind of like, ooh, I wish there was a better song at the end. Like, Gimme Shelter would have been perfect <laughs> there. Or why don't you just show us Shine a Light, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the song, uh, I'm trying to think of what else stood out to me. I guess there are some songs where I was like kind of surprised to, to see like even shattered. She was hot. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of these early, the the first, some of the opening songs, all down the line. Um, and then we get some like Keith Richards uh, vocals for a while in there, right? Which uh, which is good. He just seems like a guy that's like. He's like, I've had the craziest life imaginable, <laughs> right? And I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Um, some of the songs, there are some uh, bonus features that I did not get to see because I don't own this uh, digital video disc. But uh, "Paint It Black" would have oh, been cool to see. That would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Something called I'm Free and something called, oh, mistitled Free to Do What I Want. Hmm. And then something called Little T and A, which I don't know that I know that song, but uh, it sounds a little too uh, risque. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of T and A, if you know what I mean. Um, what do you, what do you, uh, here's a question. Uh, was something we haven't talked about yet, but this is a movie directed by Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese is in this. He mm. does stuff. He's in it at the beginning and the middle. Is that right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. What do you think of his contribute? I mean, what do you think of him in the film, like as a as a guy, <laughs> like being in the? Movie? It's funny to see. I like seeing him work. Um. And it's interesting to see him like under pressure in the beginning of it. Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't really like he you could tell he's like like if I was in his situation I'd be so annoyed, but he you could tell just there's a there's a point where he's explaining like why he wants a set list. He's just like because if, you know, the first song you know, uh, is a guitar solo and I don't have, uh, you know, the camera ready for Keith Richards. And he just like very calmly, like, um, goes after what he needs. And then throughout the film, I don't know. I, 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 I just think he's, it's cool to see Scorsese, uh, in this context, I guess. Yeah. I love the way this starts with, um, it starts with Scorsese basically getting ready for the show and it's in black and white. Is that right? And um, I think so. And then it like, you know, we have like him basically freaking out being the most like freaky, uh, you know, uh, you know, director ever just so uh, stressed out. And he kind of does a countdown into the show, mm-hmm. which is great. Which is amazing like to watch you know it is like one of the best like some of the best concert footage i've ever seen yeah the cameras and the just the way it's cut it's just great i i really like the just random like archival footage we get too there's like not too much of it but there's enough to where and it's placed really well to where you're like yeah you know what i would like to see like a little clip of like uh, you know, Charlie Watts or, you know, talking about whatever, or, mm-hmm. you know, a little clip of Mick Jagger. Some of the Mick Jagger interview stuff is great because he's like, I would have loved to have been a Stones fan in the early years just watching this like 
little stinker of a of a character. Right, right. Like just sort of like everything, like all those old interviews. He's just kind of got like a little like smirk on his face. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's up up to no good. Yeah, he's a little stinker. That's another part of fame too that existed in their time where you could just be like Keith Richards who everyone's like oh yeah he's like been awake for weeks because he's <laughs> like all he does is cocaine and right. whatever and that's like an eccentricity of his yeah and people are like cool well i mean yeah i don't know that's such a weird that's such a funny thing like such a like just drugs being such a fueling enterprise for so many rock and roll bands that is not really the case these days as much anymore. Or definitely you get the sense it isn't a, it's not as valued as it used to be. Like basically if you were a rock and roller you played music, the assumption was that you were on drugs. <laughs> like <laughs> period. You know? Um so uh it's uh interesting. To say the least. Well, Jeremy, um, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to to talk about the film before we Hell give it a rating? No. Hell no. Well, um, we always rate movies out of four Chucky freckles. If you don't understand why, well, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> um, so, Jeremy, how many Chucky freckles would you give this uh, this bad boy? Um, I'm giving it a Chucky Freckles, Chucky Freckles. I'm giving it a, let's see. Yeah. I got to look at my, let me pull up my notes app. Oh, I'll give this, I mean, I'm going to give it a three. It's just like it. With the stipulation here that this isn't the same thing as like a feature film, you know, this is the yeah. literally the rolling. I mean, like you could have shot this footage on your phone, and I still think I would have given it a three. <laughs> like right. it's just fun to see the stone. So three for me. Uh, I would have given it a whole four if they did give me shelter. What about you, Eric? Um, yeah, I'll give it a three as well. Um. It's super cool. I'll definitely revisit this at some point. Um, but yeah, there's definitely things like, I mean, I actually, it kind of does bother me that you don't get to see them play shine a light at all. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, you can't, if you're a Stones fan or a Scorsese fan or both, it's you can't go wrong. Um, so we are next week shifting gears back to the sandman and uh it looks like let's see here we just covered blended top 5 yeah top top 5 oh no no no, no. we don't, we don't do top 5 um we'll do the next one top 5 is a uh, we could do maybe that for a bonus. That's a that's a Chris Rock film. Actor, he's oh, in, okay. he's in it, but it's like you know what I mean. Like it's a oh, he's not like a it's not like a star. He plays himself in it, you know. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Could be so could be good do... to watch, but I mean, it's 
I think men, women, and children is our next one. Man, I haven't heard of the any of these movies. Top. Okay, men, women, and children. Yes, men. Okay, women and well, children. All right. Well, next week we will be watching a movie called Men, Women, and Children. Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son from Ju- Oh, hey, that might be good. From Juno, made the movie Juno. Uh, Juno, the capital of Alaska. Right. He made the movie about the capital of Alaska. Uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, watch that movie for next time if you want or don't and listen to us talk about it anyway. It's going to be uh it's going to be a blast. And uh, we are getting into the Christmas uh, spirit over on Hubie, uh, well, on our on our Twitter at Hubie Halloween one but also Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Um, it's a great time. Go head on over there. All sorts of bonus content. Uh, thanks for listening. And Norma, I'll see you in my dreams.